Hey, welcome to the podcast by HDBU. Thanks for joining us today. We want this to inspire you, to help you grow in faith and give you the tools to thrive in life. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back everyone to the uh, HDBU's podcast. Today we'll be discussing science versus God. I'm joined with Michael and Nikki Gamble. Oh, um, Ava, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's such a privilege to be with you. Oh, yeah. And Michael. Excited. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so I'll kind of start with this question. So why are God and science compatible in your opinion? Who's going first? Michael, you're going to go. I, okay, I'm happy to go first. Okay. Yeah, so I think God and science are very compatible just because, so I... Personally, I work in science. Okay. And so what do you do, Michael? So I'm doing my PhD at the moment. Oh, wow. In so what? I'm looking at a type of lung cancer caused by asbestos inhalation. Okay. So this is a mesothelioma. Okay. Um, so I work like, I did my first degree in biochemistry. Okay. And just being in this field of science and understanding a lot about the DNA, the protein and everything that makes up a person, you see how complex it is. Yeah. And to me, that just describes and that just speaks more into god Mm -hmm. and the idea of that this must have been designed designed in a way yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. just because when it gets when you get really deep into the subject Mm. of anything so you look into the brain or like a disease Mm -hmm. that's when you see just how complex it is so for me it's the complexity of science Mm. that speaks about god and how there might just be a simple solution or a simple beginning that caused all of that yeah yeah. Yeah. that is amazing Mm -hmm. thank you uh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, How about you? What are your thoughts? So, uh, well, I, I think um, I think science and faith are very complementary because yeah. they're answering mm-hmm. different questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So science is answering the questions about when and how this yeah. The, yeah. the universe was created mm-hmm. whereas faith is answering the question who and why. Yeah. And science can't answer the questions of who and why and actually faith doesn't really answer the questions of how it doesn't attempt i mean the bible doesn't attempt to answer really the questions of of how um and the thing and when and that's a mistake when we we mm. read the bible as if Mm. it was a sort of science book telling us that the world was created in six thousand bc (laughs) that's not the way (laughs) to read it because it's it's not attempting to Mm. do that it's telling us god made the world um and he made it with a purpose and mm. he loves you. Yeah, and mm. the thing with science as well, you know, you never define science as any theory, so theories, not facts. And I think like putting one's faith in something that is guaranteed to change um, is quite like, I don't know, arguably risky business when, you know, God remains constant um, in all eternity. Um, and so for me, like, I have been really interested in evolution and how that's compatible with Christianity. Um, and so like my personal kind of question when it comes to evolution is it basically alludes to the fact that there's <clears throat> there's been death before humanity came because, you know, like natural yeah. selection and things. And so like maybe like two questions, like how does that work? And maybe there's the question of is the death of an animal different from a human? Like, is it not? Not that mm. it's not death, but a different kind. I don't know if any of you guys have thoughts. No, definitely, Michael. So That's well for okay. you, Michael. I'm so, not a PhD scientist. I'm going to leave that to you. Okay, but the thing is, I'm not a, an evolutionary biologist by mm. any means. Um, but yeah, there is this concept of evolution and natural selection. Mm. Um, and we see that on different scales. Mm. So it's not just from a whole organism. So mm. like a human, a human evolution. Mm. But also you see it with like viruses even and bacteria yeah 
So because they're small and they grow in like these giant populations, mm. you can see evolution and selection pressures have mm. more of an effect. Mm. So this is like when you have a population of penicillin of, I'll say like any kind of bacteria like E. coli, mm. and you put penicillin on the plate, and you see most of the E. coli will die, and then there'll be a small group that stay alive. Mm-hmm. So they survive that selection pressure of penicillin. <laughs> And what that means right. is that that next group have almost in a way evolved mm-hmm. or they've survived for a reason that was good for them. And then they will now take over that yeah. place. And they'll like pass on those characteristics exactly. to their offspring. Exactly. Um, and I suppose, yeah, my interpretation of evolution, I think basically we can all con- come to the conclusion that we can't find an answer. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I suppose I would argue that um, instead of uh, evolution and natural selection being wholly random, it's actually... God had kind of sight into the fact that the world would become imperfect and that actually it's in his design for us to be able to adapt to the world that isn't is imperfect Mm -hmm. um and so I suppose there's like design within the randomness um and so yeah when it comes to like us not having all the answers to all the scientific questions I think that's a big thing that prevents faith um and I was just wondering also like why you guys think that actually people don't um like god doesn't give all the answers to people um especially in a scientific context well, i suppose it, you know science can answer the question i mean if if, if evolution is, is the way that it's happened uh, and it can trace it right back to the very beginning <laughs> but what about before that hmm. uh, what, what was there no, before exactly. the whole thing the big bang if that was the yeah. big way it started yeah. but mm-hmm. what was there before the big bang mm-hmm. and how did something come out of nothing yeah. that's mm-hmm. a question which i don't think however great the scientist is no scientist has ever uh, come mm-hmm. up with an answer of how something comes out of nothing yeah. Yeah. and that is it, to say that something came out of nothing is as unbelievable as it is hard to believe that there is a God behind it all. I agree. So yeah. both of those, you just can't get your head around either right. of those. Yeah. So I think you have to approach it in a different way. I don't think science is ever going to give you the answer to whether yeah. there's a God. Yeah. I think you have to come in a different way. Mm. And that's why I come at it. I, I, wouldn't, I was an atheist. I would never have come to believe in God yeah. if it hadn't been for Jesus. Right. It's the resurrection of Jesus, yeah. the life, death, and resurrection mm. of Jesus yeah. that suggests to me that this world has a creator. Right. Uh, and that that creator is to be seen mm. in terms of through the lens of Jesus. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, life is so much more than just understanding fact. Um, and I also find it interesting, I'm not like pro-creationism, but like the way evolution has been kind of marked and recorded is like it corresponds with the with Genesis and like fish, then like <laughs> land creatures and birds and like, progresses into humanity which i don't know it's an interesting yeah. comparison um which i suppose well, makes sense. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I guess the one thing that i always uh, find quite interesting is i remember seeing this video where this guy goes around and he's definitely pro creation mm. um but he's asking people on the university campus about mm. evolution and it's apparent like it becomes apparent from the video that obviously it takes a certain degree of faith in itself to mm-hmm. even believe in these theories of right the Big Bang and evolution, yeah, because there is a limit to the evidence that can be provided. Mm. So obviously, there's uh, so Darwin's experiments and things that he saw and recorded. Um, but when you see it, like in our natural world, we don't mm. see real evidence for evolution on a daily basis. Right. So you wouldn't see suddenly 
um, an ape become a human over the years that humanity's yeah. been around, right? Um, and so, yeah, there's a degree of faith that's required to even believe mm -hmm. in certain aspects of science. Mm -hmm. um, and that same faith is, in a way, we believe that within the religious side yeah. of things. So yeah. believing in Jesus, believing in God, and there's evidence that backs that up. But there's just evidence on both ends and faith that's yeah. required on both ends. And it brings back to the fact that it's a theory, not a, like a set in stone idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I suppose like I was interested if you guys had any examples of how God has actually harnessed science and like used science for his good um, mm -hmm. and like for his work to be done at all. I, I mean, as I understand it, so much of modern science came out of a belief in mm. a God, yeah. the Christian God, who and th there's a rational basis for mm. this universe. Yeah. And so many of modern scientists were in fact people of faith. Right, mm. yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So an example for me, I remember like uh, when I was in a lecture, uh, one of my professors described to us this phenomenon where they find the building blocks for mm. DNA. So basically life, mm -hmm. um, nucleotides inside clay. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of speaks to that story that we see in the Bible of God molding man out of clay and breathing life into him. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's just a nice like parallel between what you see in science and what you see in like the Bible. Right. And then on top of that, um, so looking at God using modern medicine um, to heal people, essentially. Mm -hmm. So this is where you see people who are often called playing God, yeah. where they edit DNA and they edit mm -hmm. genes and things in order to heal someone mm -hmm. so this can be done for sickle cell anemia and you can literally just switch out one nucleotide one part yeah. of the dna to heal that person completely mm -hmm. of the disease mm -hmm. yeah. so it's it's crazy that god can mm. use modern medicine to really bring about his good and his change mm. and his healing exactly. um, yeah, yeah yeah amazing thank you so much for listening everyone um, yes. and we'll see you next time thanks Ooh. ava thank Real you privilege to be on with you oh, yeah. and with you michael thank, thank you, you so much for having us